It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shoei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. What is going on, Reds fans? Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast. It is a Friday, TGIF. Thanks for joining me today on the show. We've got Rob Wooten. I kind of set this story up yesterday. I've got minor league pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds, Rob Wooten. He has fought through a lot of adversity in his career, fighting through four major surgeries. And he's still going to keep chasing his dream of pitching in the big leagues. I got him on the show today. A little bit of a different show. We're not going to be talking about any sort of hot stove stuff or any kind of trade rumors or anything like that. Just got a great interview with Rob coming up here. 
Before we get to that, though, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr and at Locked On Reds. And also save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. So here comes the interview with Rob Wooten. All righty, for today's Locked On Reds, I have with me a man who is currently on the comeback trail, a guy who is looking to become part of the Reds Major League bullpen this season, a guy named Rob Wooten. Rob, how are you doing today, sir? I know that you're down in the North Carolina area, so it's got to be kind of nice down there, maybe? Actually, it's a little chilly today. I think, oh, yeah. uh, I think winter, I think we skipped fall and, and winter is here. It's in the low 40s here today, but uh, it's always nice to be home this time of year. The holidays around the corner and you got football and basketball going on full speed. So it's always a nice time to be home. Absolutely. And, I, and I've and i spent some time, I lived down in South Carolina for a little bit. So I know a little bit yeah. about the area and I've got, I'm going to have a hard hitting question for you right off the bat. This is a toughie. All right. When... Was your last visit to Bojangles? <laughs> um, you know, probably I, I go through the drive-thru every once in a while for my kids. Um, you know, I, every once in a while at a, at a tailgate for a football game, I'll, I'll eat a little bit of the, the Bojangles. I mean, it's just unreal how good it is. But, oh, you know, as, as an athlete, you try to stay away from it as much as possible. But there's there's one you know probably four or five miles from my house. Uh, sometimes it, it, it's hard to not go in there, but the, my kids definitely love it. So uh, we visit there every, every so often. That was one thing. Whenever I lived down south, I I got into Bojangles. There was one right next to the. I graduated college in Huntsville, Alabama, and it was right next to campus. And it was uh, yeah. yeah. I, I could see where that would not be good to maintain being an athlete and also eating some uh, spicy chicken biscuits. <laughs> it is really good, though. <laughs> well, Rob, I really appreciate your time uh, talking with me today, man. We're we're talking about um, – I, I kind of set up your story on yesterday's podcast. You've gone through uh, – how many major surgeries has it been now? This is my fourth one I had in July. Um, Dr. Krimchuk in Cincinnati has done my last two, uh, my second Tommy John. It was also my first year with the Reds back in 2017. Um, so this, I just completed my fourth one. So um, two on my shoulder, two on my elbow. Um, so uh, I'm just going to give this one more shot and uh, and kind of see see where it leads. It, it, it's frustrating at times, but you know if if my story can inspire somebody else to, to keep going, and I know there's other other players in the league that I follow that has had you know some similar to history to mine, and I use their stories as inspiration. So if, if I can get back and it's not necessarily getting back to the big leagues. That's only going to make this uh, inspiring. I mean, if I do, that's fantastic. That's obviously the, the main goal is to get back and compete at that level again. But if I can get back, um, or even if I don't get back, you know, if, if my body doesn't allow it, I gave it everything I had. Um, I, I can walk away knowing that I didn't leave anything out there. Um, I, I went down every avenue. I tried everything. And, and honestly, going into the, the last surgery, I wasn't even sure – I was going to get it. You know, I was just, I was just kind of done with it. Um, and really the main reason at the time that I, that I went through with the surgery was just to be able to have a normal life, be able to play with my kids and play golf. If, if, if I wanted to kind of do that while I was at home and, and that was kind of the main reason I did it. But then after, after I went through it and, and started to think about it once again and ended up going to Cincinnati about a month ago now, 
um, to have a follow-up appointment with Dr. Krimchak. And I met with uh, an executive with the Reds at the time there. And this opportunity was just kind of brought up as an idea. And I was like, really? <laughs> so um, I kind of I came home from Cincinnati right before uh, Halloween and was very, very eager to kind of really hit the trail, hit, hit the ground running again on the rehab. And so I start throwing on Monday and uh, we're going to see what happens. What's kept you motivated through all of this? You know, it's, it's my passion. It's, 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 it's what I do. It's what I've always done. That's what I love to do. Um, you know, I, you know, I love having my family with me and my kids with me during spring training and, and having my two boys, I had two boys and, and a girl and, and uh, having my two boys in a clubhouse and, and kind of experiencing that and, you know, hopefully grow them up to love the game like I did. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's my job. You know, God gave me the ability to go out and, and play baseball. So he's, he's given me another opportunity. So I, I, I sure don't want to turn it down. Um, and it's fun. I mean, it's a, it's a game. I mean, I get, to, I get to travel places all over the country. And I've been, I've been with baseball all over the world. And in Dominican and Venezuela and played in Canada against Toronto. So, I mean, there's just been so many places that I've been able to go because of the game. And experiences are something that, you know, me and my family will, tri- will uh, cherish forever. Just out of curiosity, because I know that you've grown up around the mecca, really, of uh, baseball, especially minor league baseball and stuff. What what's been your favorite stadium to go to in minor league baseball? That's a great question. Um, there's there's so many nice ones now. You know the the facilities that the minor leagues have now are, are top notch, especially at the AAA level. Um, you know Charlotte really kind of comes to mind as one of the, the nicest. Uh, AAA stadiums that I played in. Not a fun place to pitch per se. Ball kind of flies, <laughs> kind of a little bit like a little bit like it does in Cincinnati. Sure. Um, but it's a great it's a, it's a it's a great backdrop of the city. Um, obviously, it's in my home state, so when we do play there, I have a lot of family there. But you know, I, I, and also the Durham Bulls. I mean, the Durham Bulls is a great venue uh, to play baseball. It's great crowds, and again, it's really close to home. It's really close to where I played college. Um, so always get a, a lot of home cooking, a lot of home uh, friends and family come out. So, but there's there's plenty. I mean, the the new stadium in Nashville. I, I played in Nashville when it was the old stadium that was our home field with the Brewers. Um, that was kind of a dump, but it, but it had its own charm as well. Um, but the new stadium is is first class. Um, it's just a great place to play. But there there's so many nice ballparks across the country now in, in minor league baseball, and it's just great places for for people to take their family and and watch a game at an affordable price. So you were drafted by the Brewers, and um, it's something that I just kind of thought of. Did you ever cross paths with Scooter in the minor leagues? Oh, yeah, of course. Scooter and I kind of came up uh, from A-ball to double-A, triple-A, and then actually I think we both made our debuts in the same year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think mine was a little bit before his uh, that year, and then he came up. um, I think he might have been in Chicago. He came up. Um, I can't exactly remember, but yes, we, we played really 13, 14 and 15, uh, in the major leagues together. Um, and then all the way up to the minor leagues before that. And that, and thinking about that, cause I know that right now they're still looking to get one back, but at the time they had a double a affiliate for the brewers. I was living in Huntsville and, um, yep. the, the good old Huntsville stars at Joe Davis stadium. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not, that's not one of the nicer ones. <laughs> no, I could. No, I, I, I could. Uh, I can vouch for that as well as far as sitting in the stands. Uh, no, that. But that that's really cool. 
kind of looking back uh, at the different going through each kind of you know major injury and major surgery and stuff. Can you describe what that felt like whenever you first felt you're like, oh man, something's not right? Yeah, so um, my senior year in high school, actually, uh, my junior year, had a very good junior year, um, signed to play at the University of North Carolina. Um, came into my senior year and velocity just kind of started to dip a little bit. Um, didn't really know why. Um, didn't really seem to have the zip that I that I've had in the, in the past. And then I remember playing in Legion ball. And making a throw across the infield, I was playing third base. You know, in high school, you play, uh, you pitch and you play a position. Um, and I threw a ball across the infield, and I felt this, this this really uncomfortable feeling in my shoulder. And long story short, the next morning, I couldn't even really lift my arm to brush my teeth. So I uh, ended up going to the doctors in Chapel Hill because uh, that's where I was going to school. And they did the MRI and it showed a, a flat tear, which is for pitchers, that's not good. Uh, I had that at 17 years old. Um, so I had I had the surgery in Chapel Hill going into my freshman year. So really, really honestly missed my first two years in college just because of trying to come back from that injury. And I've yet to throw a ball still as hard as I did my junior year in high school um, from that from that surgery. So um, that that one was, was, was really difficult to come back from, especially being a young kid, not really understanding the importance of rehab and nutrition and rest and sleep. And, you know, you're a freshman and sophomore in college and you're just kind of getting away for the first time. So, sure. you know, I didn't really understand how important, you know, those aspects were to, to, to coming back and getting back to full strength. But I finally figured it out, uh, figured out the work that I needed to put into it. So I did get back and had a pretty good career at, at Carolina. Um, and then, my first full season um, in 2009, I was drafted in 08, 09. I was in double A. I went to the fall league that, that fall and just kind of had some discomfort in my elbow. Um, while I was out in Arizona, I actually went and visited with the trainers, the Brewers guys over in Maryville. And, you know, it all seemed to go well. We just we took some, some uh, anti-inflammatory to kind of calm it down a little bit. Actually came back and had a pretty decent fall league. Um, pitched pretty good. Um, didn't really have a lot of pain, and I just figured maybe going home and uh, resting for a few months, it would just kind of go away. And picking up the ball for the first time that offseason, I, I knew something wasn't right. So went back out to Phoenix, um, got the MRI. It showed the tear. We still try to do the conservative route, but, you know, it just didn't work. So April of that year, uh, 2010, had my first Tommy John. Came back from that um, pretty easily i think going through the first major shoulder surgery really kind of kind of prepared me for that one so that one was not was not as difficult and lasted seven years and then seven years almost to the day um that's when i had my second tommy john with when i was in louisville and you know it was very unfortunate at the time i had one of the best spring trainings of in 2016 with the braves i had one of my best years really it was in triple a but you know i was trying to come back from not being in the big league in 16 and I came to the Reds in 17 and had one of my better spring trainings. My first two starts in Louisville were, which, you know, I wasn't really a starter. I just, I was, I've been a reliever, but I wanted to give this starting thing a try. And, and uh, my first two starts in Louisville were really, really strong, really good, really encouraging. And, you know, I, I feel like I was kind of one of that, that next man up type of thing um, at the big league level. And right. and all of a sudden um, throw a pitch and I feel this zing go down my elbow and, ended up throwing five innings that night after that, just kind of trying to get through the pain. And once again, I, I, I tried to kind of fight through it. 
Um, you know, I knew something wasn't right, but also I just wanted to just give it everything I had, just try it. Just, it obviously did not work. Um, and then, so I actually went to see Crimcheck in Cincinnati and the MRI. I mean, I, I barely had my clothes back on from the MRI when he said, you, you've got one option here <laughs> and, uh, your, your UCL is completely torn and ripped off the, off the bone. So, um, went in and honestly thought that might've been it in my career uh, you know two tommy johns and a shoulder surgery is not not real common um so but you know the reds being an unbelievable organization to me um gave me a shot to come back and just rehab in 18 with the team um i didn't really play in 18 i, I did some rehab appearances in the arizona league just trying to maybe get ready for 19 and they actually let me go pitch one game in triple a in 2018 and it actually went pretty well I got to go home feeling pretty good. So that, that kind of got me uh, another one-year contract with the rest to try come back from this surgery. And then another solid spring. Uh, and then there was a start. Um, I think it was actually on my – I made a couple of appearances in, in Chattanooga. There was one start where I actually just did not feel very good. And then it just kind of progressed. I got worse and worse and worse. And then – you know, I, I played against the Durham Bulls at home, and I had a start lined up for that. And I knew that I was not even close to being healthy. I knew something was, was, was bad wrong. But I had so many friends and family coming to the game. It, 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 and I kind of told myself, if this is the last time I ever pitched, at least it's at home. So um, I got through that game. I was wearing my, my, my Carolina Tar Heel cleats, my Carolina Blue cleats, and to kind of honor honor my, my school playing here so close to home. and. And um, had a, had an okay game, grinded out three innings, to be honest with you. And then at that point, I was like, it's, it's time to kind of figure out what's going on here. So same kind of protocol. Went to Cincinnati to visit with Krimchek. And we tried the conservative route. We tried the cortisone shots. We tried, you know, the, the different ways to, to try to come back by the end of the year. But my body just didn't allow it. Uh, my, my bicep and then was basically shredded. Um, so in July, we went in and fixed it. And, Kind of had that same thought like we talked about earlier. I, I'm pretty sure this is probably it. But, you know, I never just officially retired. I always kind of kept the door open. And I went to Cincinnati about a month ago and had a really good conversation. And this was this was brought up to give it one more shot. And, if, you know, if it doesn't work, then, you know, I, I'm, I'm a part of a wonderful organization with the Reds. I've built really good relationships there. So if it does not work, then, you know, maybe we kind of, kind of move into a different role in the organization, whether it's coaching, managing front office um not real sure yet which which way I, I would like to go but you know they, they they want to give me one more shot to play and come into spring training and compete so i'm gonna take it and run with it have you had the ability to talk with Derek johnson and caleb cotham and those guys yeah i talked to dj um and caleb quite a bit during spring training last year and, and just kind of picking their brains and you know they were they were real familiar with with my story with the injuries and you know actually after after my first uh appearance in a big league game in spring training last year, uh, David Bell called me because he didn't have a chance to really talk to me after the game because, you know, his media obligations. And he actually called me and, and just kind of wanted to, to just basically, you know, talk with me a little bit about how he's heard my story and how cool it was to see me back out there throwing again. And hopefully he gets to call me again this, this uh, spring because I'm back out there throwing again and he can call me and, and uh, we have that conversation again. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> nice. I, I know just from a fan standpoint, seeing 
kind of how the Reds pitching staff transformed last year. I, I, at least for my part, I almost look like look at Derek Johnson almost like he's like a pitching wizard or something. How do, how do the players within the organization view him? Yeah, he's very good. He's very smart. Uh, his reputation uh, around the league is already extremely, extremely good. I mean, obviously his reputation in college was, was extremely good. So um, he knows what he's doing. Um, he, he has a very healthy balance of the analytical side and the eye test side, I guess you could say, and the X's and O's. And he just just knows how to communicate with uh, with his players, with his pitchers, and, and get the best out of each and every one. And, you know, something that I, I definitely want to do someday is, is be on that coaching side. So guys like himself, you know, I watch those guys pretty closely, you know, and how they relate, how they, how they communicate with players and, you know, what and kind, of, kind of pick their brains a little bit of the knowledge that they have acquired over time. Um, but, you know, his his reputation speaks for itself. I mean, you can see how our pitching staff this year did a really really good job um, in a in a in a tough place to pitch. I mean, Cincinnati is not a I pitched there quite a bit as a visitor um, with Milwaukee, but uh, you know it's not a great it's not a real fun place to pitch. Um, so he's he did a fantastic job kind of having those guys buy in and really kind of get away from that because a lot of times you go into Cincinnati just like I'm talking about and, and people automatically think of that just like Coors Field, like, oh, it's the tough place to pitch. So you're already kind of beat a little bit. And uh, I think I think you did a really good job of, of keeping that healthy balance of, of attacking hitters, um, you know, fastball command, uh, spinning the baseball. You know, he's a big, a big spinning the baseball guy, which, which so am I. Um, and then also talking to Caleb, I mean, you can tell how bright he is. Um, he's, he's a young, young coach and he's going to be He's going to be a coach at that level for a really long time because he's just he's, he's as bright as it gets. So to have those two together, um, and the players are in for a treat for sure. And, and I, I hope to be able to pick their brains a little bit more um, this year uh, on the uh, pitching side and the coaching side. How much did the How new, uh, like the uh, TrackMan cameras, the different technologies that are out there now? How much of a role did that play in the last couple of years of rehab? You know, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a great tool. Um, it, it definitely is a great tool. I think people like myself and others are still learning, you know, what those numbers mean and, and, and how, you know, you can, you can shape pitches differently by the way either you're gripping the ball, the way your wrist is, 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 is working. And there's so many different ways now that you can, you can see your mechanics that you could never see before. And really these numbers are kind of telling you, you know, what kind of pitcher you should be. Um, instead of what you think you should be. So um, I actually have a training center here in, in, in North Carolina, um, and we're starting to kind of use some of that uh, technology type stuff uh, with players here. Uh, it's really cool to see because, you know, sometimes the naked eye can't, can't see what, what those numbers are telling you. And it, it's told me, it's told me a, a, a few different things about pitchers that I thought they should pitch this way, but the numbers are telling me different. So, again, it, it's kind of that healthy balance. Um, of, of the analytical side, the numbers, and, and the eye test. Um, but, you know, it, it is a game changer, um, and, it, it's, and all teams are obviously using it now. And, it, you, you, and why wouldn't you? I mean, if, if you have all this information available to you, why wouldn't you use it? I think you're naive if you want to just go by what, what your eyes tell you all the time because, you know, these, these things are they're pretty incredible what they tell you. How much um... – now, going through the different surgeries and stuff, how much does that change your mechanics? Is it major changes or were it just like minor tweaks after each one that you made? 
You know, I think it's a minor tweak. Um, there's, there's, there's nothing too major. I mean, I mean, you know, I, you know, I, I, I say that, you know, I've had four injuries, you know, it, again, that's not very common. Some people can say that's from mechanics. You know, I, I, I feel I got pretty decent mechanics, something that I have re- can repeat over and over again uh, for really my whole career. Um, but there, there definitely has been a few tweaks here and there. Um, I, I have consulted with uh, some pitching gurus um, around the around the country a little bit on on what they see and what what's a small thing I could change here and there to, to maybe you know help with this. And I'm actually in the process of that right now. Um, I'm trying to figure out you know why did this happen? You know, is there something in my delivery that's causing this type of this type of stress? Um, to my arm or is it just I'm getting older <laughs> um, you know and, and thrown a lot of pitches in my life I mean it's just there's so many components to it um, but you know I definitely look at all of them and try to figure out how to get better from it and I appreciate your time man we I know we've talked uh, quite a bit and I, I've loved uh, following your story and I'm hoping that this gets it out there more Reds fans are uh you know, ready to see you pitch in spring training and pulling for you. Can you describe the feeling? Because, like you said, you were drafted by the Brewers, you played for the Braves for a little bit, and now you've been with the Reds. What's it like to move teams? Because I think that we as fans see the movement of players, and, you know, in one way of the sense it doesn't really register with us what kind of a move that is. Can you describe what that's like? Yeah, um, it's, it's, you know, the first time I went from, you know, to the Braves, I mean, the Brewers organization for eight years, um, including three in the in, in Milwaukee. And, and all of a sudden, all those relationships that you've built with, with, with the staff and the, and the player development people and trainers and the clubhouse managers and, I mean, coaches and managers, you know, you're, all of a sudden you're, you're going somewhere else. So the first time I went to the Braves, it was, it was definitely a change, um, a little bit scary at first, but, you know, Man, the, the one year I spent there was just incredible with all the new people that you meet, um, all the, uh, the, the other – you get to see another philosophy, another organization, how they do things. And you know, my time with, with the Braves in one year was – we had such a good group um, in Gwinnett, and it made it so much, so much fun to compete with those guys every single day and still talk with those guys. And then, you know, since I've been in Cincinnati with the Reds, you know, it was another change, but because of the first change, it made it a lot easier. Um, I, I like people. <laughs> I like to uh, I like to um, create relationships and form relationships and sure. and really just kind of always picking picking other people's brains of how they do things. So, you know, it, it's been a very very frustrating three years, you could say, with with the Reds because of the injuries. But at the same time, I built so many relationships in this organization that I'll carry on for a lifetime. So so what if I don't get to the big leagues with Cincinnati? Yet? This is my fourth year. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe I, I play for a few more years. Maybe I go right into coaching here in, in, in the near future and spend, spend a long time with Cincinnati. But, you know, it, it is, you know, <laughs> as far as moving from organization to organization, yeah, it, it, it's a change for sure. But it's also something that's really neat. You get to meet new people. And, you know, being in the minor leagues and being a guy that was, you know, for a few years up and down, up and down, up and down, I mean, you're moving from city to city anyway. So, um kind of kind of it's harder on the families because they're they're meeting the people too and they get used to our kids playing with each other and all of a sudden you're with a whole new group and you know sometimes you you wonder how those relationships perform but you know my wife has made an 
tons of relationships over the years uh, with other families that we keep up with all the time and their kids. And it's, it's just really neat. And, and everyone talks about it, you know, when your playing days are over. And obviously mine are, are, are definitely uh, closer to uh, being over than, than most or the young kids in the, in the game right now. But, you know, a lot of people talk about when you're done, what you miss the most is their relationships. And that is true. I mean, you will. I mean, I, I, already, I already missed, you know, I've really kind of been away from the game the last few years for the injuries. And I miss, I miss being in the clubhouse, being in the dugout, even miss, I even miss traveling. Um, Cause you just, just have so many, so many good times with your, with your teammates, your friends and your families on the road. And um, so that's something that I, that, that I, that I will miss uh, once the playing days are over. Um, but, you know, getting to meet so many people has been just a blessing for us. Well, that's awesome, Rob. I, I thank you so much for coming on today and talking with me. It, man, Lockdown Reds podcast is going to be pulling for you this season. I know that. Well, I appreciate it. That's awesome. Rob, I, I thank you for your time, man, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again later on. That sounds good. I look forward to it. Thanks a lot. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.